1: On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, Bully Ray and I talk about NXT 2.0 from last night. And also, we get you ready for what should be a historic night in Queens, New York for AEW Dynamite right now on the Busted Open Podcast.
2: They are in competition with nobody. There is no more competition days for NXT. This is truly a developmental brand. Vince does not care about anything else except establishing stars on this show. Do you know why Ciampa is the world champion right now? Why? He's the most credible guy. He's an incredible cheerleader for the brand. And when Bond Breaker eventually beats him, Bond will have beaten the biggest star on the brand. They are carving out their own characters and their own niches for their own good. Does Vince, Is Vince concerned about the 18 to 49 on NXT? Yes, but he's not concerned about it in comparison to anybody else this show is not trying to compete this show is doing its own thing question for you because you like the black and gold nxt we got to find a way to reference this you like original nxt to uh extra crispy 2.0 uh (laughs) nxt so it's like you know it's old coke and new coke okay so if this was the nxt that was going up against AEW from day one. How do you think it would have fared? Oh,
1: that's a great question. I don't that's think what it would. I do. Have fared great well. questions I, and crab cakes. <laughs> I don't think it would have fared well. Like uh, I, I, I think that um, I don't. I don't think we would be talking about the quote unquote Wednesday Night War. Um, <clears throat> I think it would have just been a developmental show that was on Wednesdays that people maybe would have DVR'd and watched later. I, I don't think it would have been must-see TV like it was
2: a year, year and a half ago. Let me ask you another question. Sure. How, how many fans was NXT putting into arenas for takeovers? Yeah, fifteen to 20,000. How many fans is AEW putting into arenas over the past couple of weeks, including 15, what's going to happen tonight in New York City? Fifteen to 20,000. So NXT is the original alternative to Raw and SmackDown, right? Yes. How did the original alternative all of a sudden become the enemy? How did the original alternative get so handily, I'll use the word beaten, by the new alternative, why did NXT all of a sudden become a show that we were uh, many fans were no longer interested in when they were giving us originally what AEW gave us? Not only that, but g- not only giving us
1: what they originally g- giving us a damn good show each and every week. Like when did the, how did this happen? When did this happen? I think it's because. First of all, whenever, Bully, you have two shows going up against each other, right there you ha- you're forced to make a choice, right? You have to make a choice one or the other. I mean, that's exactly what happened, right? I mean, this to- Bully, this toxic atmosphere, we weren't talking about this pre-Wednesday Night War. And if we were, was it nearly as much as we're talking about it now? Would you say that's correct? Yes. Okay. NXT? And, and this is the, I have to say, this is the genius of Triple H. He saw a, the indie scene getting bigger. He saw a ring of honor getting bigger. And he saw the writing on the wall. And he wanted to make an alternative to the main roster. Which he was successful in doing. Again, in San Jose, before WrestleMania 31. It wasn't a takeover, but it was an NXT event. People were chanting FWWE. They were chanting FPG. And I'm I'm thinking I remember looking at uh, Mike Riker, who was our producer at the time, saying, do they not realize this is a WWE product? This is being presented by the WWE, but yet people are chanting, fuck WWE bully. Cause Triple H was able to really You know, hide that fact by making such a very good alternative product that was completely different than the main roster that he kind of duped
2: fans into thinking that it really was an alternative to the WWE. Listen to what you're saying right now, how Triple H... Was able to create something that truly was an alternative to the WWE that fans were thoroughly interested in, and 15,000 people were buying tickets <clears throat> to the pay per views. And we were coming on this show and saying, Well, let's see if the pay per view can follow the takeover. How did that brand, that alternative, all of a sudden get knocked down so far that it's it's memory and existence is being erased. Yeah,
1: it's because, you know what? A, a, a real, true alternative started.
2: And I also, not only I that, also but, think... Oh, go ahead. Go, please, go, 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 go. No,
1: I, I my thing is there is now truly an alternative from outside the world of the WWE. And then, like you said before, that alternative beat NXT. So now... And they did. And they did beat NXT. So now it's like, now they're presenting. I, I can't even say. I, it is. It's, it's a new version of NXT. By creating, by changing. I mean, bully, top to bottom. I mean, the colors are different. The branding is different. There's new characters and personalities on the show. I, I'm going to, I'll I'll equate it this way. And tell me if you agree, or you know, kick me in the nuts if you think I'm I'm being a fool. Before I got into radio, I was a bank manager. Okay, the bank that I was working for got bought out by another bank. The president of the company had this big dinner with all of us and said, "Listen, we are we are getting bought out, but nothing's going to change. Everyone's job is safe. You know, the way that we do business is going to be." is going to be the same. It's, it's really just a corporate thing. You won't even notice the changes at all. And all of us are like, yeah, okay, this is cool. All right. This is healthy for us. This is successful for us. But you know what? It was a line of bullshit because the branding of the bank changed. The name of the bank changed. Uh, people like myself were used because, hey, we got to make sure we keep a LaGreca here at the bank because when customers come in, they're going to see a familiar face like a Champa, like a Gargano, like so that so that when they come in the bank, they're the customer is going to think this is the same bank that they've always gone to for years. But gradually all of us got pushed out the door And all the new employees that they hired were at the forefront until a year later, everybody that was originally at that bank was gone. And it was a completely different bank than ever before. That's what's going on here with NXT. The branding Uh, is different. The colors are different. You see some familiar faces, but those familiar faces at some point are going to be gone. And this is going to be a completely different
2: product than what you saw a year ago. This will be a revolving door product of new talent as talent gets moved up to the main roster. I want to get back to the the alternative and the Triple H thing for a second. Would it be a far stretch to say <clears throat> that Triple H was Tony Khan before Tony Khan was Tony Khan? Exactly.
1: Explain.
2: Uh, In giving wrestling fans something different than what they were getting from Raw or SmackDown. Yes. How did a guy like Triple H, who had harnessed that same love from a fan base that Tony Khan is harnessing now, how did he go from, um, from where he was to a guy that's had his company taken away? And when did fans truly turn on him? And there's a good chance that this one incident left enough of a bad taste in wrestling fans mouths to turn their interest to aew and it's the comment that triple h made about aew being a pissant company i really think that that turns people off and the reason i think this is i go back in my own my life when i was in high school when i first started high school i wanted to wrestle i always knew that i wanted to be on the wrestling team because i wanted to be a pro wrestler i always knew but the track and field coach had also approached me about throwing the shot put the discus and i never knew about this that these these events before this sport before and i was kind of interested in it so About two weeks before wrestling season started, the wrestling coach comes up to me, and he's like, kid, you ready to start wrestling? You ready to go? I'm like, yeah, absolutely, coach. I'm so looking forward to it. I said, got to be honest with you. You know, the track and field coach did approach me, asked me about throwing the shot in the disc. And the wrestling coach looks at me with the bitter beer face look, this scowl on his face. He's like, track and field? Track and field is for, and he used the P word, you know? The female, you know, chick part P word. Yeah. I'm not going to say it. It's a little vulgar. And he said, that sport is for P word. And I'll never, ever forget that, Dave, how he felt the need to bash another high school sport just to try to get me to wrestle. I It really left just a horrible taste in my mouth. So I joined the track and field team and became a state champion shot putter, yada, yada, yada. I'm wondering if the pissant comment left such a bad taste in fans' mouth. that You know what, Triple H, that's a typical WWE, you know, meathead pro wrestler thing to say that we're going to give these guys a shot because we expect that from a WWE guy. And you know what, Bully? And you might be right.
1: Because what do we preach here on Busted Open? We're like,
2: and hold on, man, and hold okay. on. And you got it. and my timeline suggests that I could be correct. Because before the comment, NXT's on fire. And yes, it is the only alternative, but it's an alternative that's doing the same kind of numbers at their pay-per-views, at their takeovers as aew was and were the most talked about show holy shit main roster's got a problem takeover was a you know was a banger it's gonna be hard to top and then all of a sudden the comment comes the competition begins and i think yeah the first couple of weeks are an anomaly because people are checking out the you know the products but then once you settle in i i just think that that added fuel to the fire and, I, and I understand
1: date. no, and I understand that because what do we say here on Busted Open? The fans make this more than what it really is. You know, the fans are in competition with themselves. Why do they do this? Then you look at somebody like Triple H who is a part of the WWE, that bully the perception is he should be above making a comment like that, right? I mean, you know, the WWE never acknowledges comments from other you expect it from other companies because you know what, they're at a certain plateau and WWE is above all of this. But the fact that Triple H acknowledged AEW, made a remark about that, like that to AEW, man, that's that's just saying that's you're acknowledging them and then you're make you're taking a shot and bully Fans who are diehard fans of AEW right out of the gates took exception. That's a rallying cry right there. That's something that, you know, what, what does a head coach always do? When a player or a coach from another team makes a remark about your team, they call that locker room billboard material. That's where you take the headline, you stick it on the billboard or the blackboard of, of, your, of your locker room and say, this is, look at what they said about us. Look at this. Man, you know what? The fans of AEW said same. Look at what this asshole said about our company.
2: And who were the guys telling the AEW locker room about what the quote-unquote asshole said about the company? It's the people. It's, yes. Cody. These are the guys that are rallying the young talent. Look at what they said. Now let's go out there and put our best foot forward. And obviously Tony is going to take exception to it because you know what? Tony's got a couple of bucks in his pocket and it was probably insulting to him. Which brings us to today and the possibility of AEW putting 20,000 people in the uh, Arthur Ashe stadium tonight for what should be a defining moment in yes. the in, in the short history of AEW. I was thinking about this before I came on the show today. What other company <clears throat> outside of the WWE in the United States has ever put 20,000 people into an arena?
1: WCW.
2: No, well, before other than WCW In recent memory, what other company has done 20,000 people in an arena? Or close to those numbers? In the U.S.? Nobody. And I'm sorry, in New York, in New York, in New York. Nobody. Ring of Honor and New Japan in the garden, right? Oh, (laughs) It's, it's amazing
1: how I forgot that show. It's amazing how
2: I forgot that show, Bully. Amazing! Right off the radar. But I believe that AEW doing 20,000 people tonight at Arthur Ashe is bigger than Ring of Honor and New Japan selling out the garden. You're shaking your head in agreement right off the bat. Why are you shaking your head?
1: Well, because don't forget, you know, Ring of Honor and New Japan, it was two companies together putting on this show. That's number one. Number two, they did it WrestleMania weekend. So all the wrestling fans have already converged to that area. So, like, they're there. So, you know what? Hey, let's, let's, tonight, while we're here this whole weekend, let's go see Ring of Honor in New Japan. AEW? Is doing it in Queens. There are no other. There's nothing going on wrestling wise. Around tonight. And they're doing it. In the middle of the week. This isn't the weekend. Of a big event. This is in the middle of the week. On a Wednesday. We have not seen. and We have not seen anything like this. I mean even from the WWE. when has the WWE. In the middle of the week. Gotten this type of a crowd. It's been years since they've been able to do what
2: AEW is going to do tonight. Uh, The Ring of Honor in New Japan was an anomaly. Um, Not only, like you said, WrestleMania week, wrestling fans in town. um, The Garden was a bit uh disenfranchised with the wwe at the time it was a perfect storm it, yes it didn't sell out it would have been a disappointment so yes of course it sold out just because people wanted to shove it up the rear end of the wwe and have another company or company's product sell out the garden go ahead
1: also too to be fair when tickets went on sale for that show Cody and the Bucks Cody. were still a part of Ring of Honor when those tickets went on sale.
2: The way I look at AEW selling out tonight is the same way I look at when a rock and roll band sells out. And I'll give you the comparison. Whenever somebody, ta- whenever I talk about rock and roll and how rock and roll isn't the same that it used to be, people will say, well, oh, well, I just went and I saw, um, I don't know, uh, Slipknot, and they sold out. I go, yeah? Who else was on the bill? And then they're like, oh, well, it was Slipknot and Five Finger Death Punch and, and, and this band and this band. I go, yeah, it took five different bands all of the same caliber to sell out the 15,000-seat arena or the 20,000-seat arena. And trust me, it's not 20,000 seats anymore. AEW is like Metallica. Metallica needs no opening band. Metallica just sells out the building on its own. And that's why I think this is a huge deal for this company tonight. Tonight is AEW's opportunity to say, fuck you, you're wrong. Fuck you, we're right. Anybody that that knows the quote that I just quoted, that's what AEW has the opportunity to do tonight.
1: Yeah and and it's going to be a special tonight a special night tonight in Queens at Arthur Ashe Stadium like you said over 20 they keep finding seats to put on like it sells out and they find another batch of seats like it's 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 the hottest ticket in town you don't know how many people bully have come to me asking if I could get them tickets I That has really never happened outside of a WrestleMania. I've never had somebody come up to me asking if I could get them tickets because they can't get tickets. It, It is a very special night tonight for Dynamite.
0: Hey, everyone, I'm Brad the Big Noise Evans from the Sawdust Podcast Network. Throughout the week, we're providing you with a vast array of betting and fantasy insight, advice, and analysis. Check out our library of podcasts, including Feed the Noise with me and the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. Fantasy Fast Track with me and Brandon Fun Buns Funston. Annie Up with Howard Bender and Adam Ronis. And Sticks and Stacks with Sean Drotar. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers.
2: Pick a talent that's come from NXT that's moved up to the main roster that we we can't connect with.
1: As our caller said, Bobby Roode, Nakamura, like the the list goes on and on of Carrion Cross. You know, what we saw on NXT is not what we're getting on the main roster. Like you said, that's not going to be the case moving forward.
2: I did like on Monday night the Carrion Cross vignette where Carrion was in that suit. No uh no, you know, no reference to the helmet. I think they may have shown a shot of him in the helmet, but Vince is gonna get Carrion Cross over the way he wants to get Carrion Cross over, the way he thinks is best for his company. We can have an opinion on Carrion Cross. We can have an opinion on all of this talent. At the end of the day, it's what Vince McMahon thinks is best for his brand and product moving forward. Not necessarily what we only see on television. It's the character and how much revenue a character can generate across the board.
1: Yeah, and Bully, if you think about it, and we've talked about this before, it's smart. It's just good business. Why would you want to have an alternative product within under your own umbrella? Why would you have characters on one show and make them completely different on another show when your fan base has got emotionally invested in them, If you think about it, it makes no sense. It's smart business that Vince McMahon is going to be more directly involved in what's going. I know fans don't want to hear this, but it's just smart
2: business for him to be directly involved in what's going on with NXT. And most fans don't realize this. And this is an inconvenient truth for most fans and they just want to tune out. But, They don't know better when it comes to the WWE. Vince knows better. It's his company. It's his mom-and-pop fruit stand that he bought from his father and turned into the biggest pro wrestling sports entertainment entertainment conglomerate on the planet. He's going to do it his way until this company is pried from his cold, dead hands. That's just the way it is. And that's why I'm trying to view this these shows <clears throat> from a different set of eyes. I'm trying to say to myself, okay, Vince is not catering directly to me anymore. He's catering to others. Let me try to watch this through the eyes of the people that he is trying to cater to. I have liked NXT over the past two weeks. I don't see a problem with that product. When I think of a developmental brand, a developmental territory, and what the boss is trying to do with this territory, I sit back and I go, okay, I get it. And and I understand I'm not saying I I like it better than NXT. I love Hunter's version of NXT. But Hunter's version of NXT actually probably got us in this situation in the first place because it was never what it was supposed to be. And and you know what? You could probably
1: make the case that AEW is bigger today because of Hunter's vision uh, and version of NXT. You know, AEW is probably bigger and more popular now because there was
2: the head-to-head Wednesday Night War with NXT. If you're Vince McMahon and you're listening to fans compare Raw to Nitro, you're gonna expect it. It's a competing company. It's competing products, competing brands. If you're if you're Vince and you're listening to fans comparing uh, Raw, SmackDown, AEW, it's a different product, different ownership, different brands, whatever. When you're Vince and you gotta listen to the comparisons between Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, he's gotta be like, "Holy shit! Why are people?" saying that they like this NXT stuff better than Raw and SmackDown. This is not supposed to be conversation, uh, competition. I shouldn't have to be listening to this because this brand was supposed to develop talent for the main roster. Now it's becoming a thorn in my side. And you know what? I'm going to let leave it be. I'll let it be the thorn in my side un, until it becomes unsuccessful or is making the company look bad. And in Vince's eyes, NXT, quote-unquote, losing to AEW is bad. Vince McMahon does not like to lose, period, in anything.
1: All right, so, Bully, let me ask you this, because we lived the Wednesday Night War, how brief it was. Are you either surprised or shocked by the outcome or are you surprised and or shocked by how
2: quickly it happened? Uh, I, If I have to pick one, I'd say how quickly. You got to remember, Dave. Have I ever doubted AEW? No. Not from day one. As much as these AEW fans that scream at the top of their lungs that bully hates e- AEW... That is complete ignorance and stupidity. I have been screaming at the top of my lungs since day one, watch out for this company. Because I was a part of what this company is and and was. I know what it looks like, feels like. I know what the groundswell is all about. And they're doing it with a boatload of money behind them. And a boatload of production behind them it's almost impossible for them to fail. If AEW fails right now, it's because of AEW. I saw this coming from a mile away. And Dave, when we talk on the phone off the show, you constantly tell me I, I, I'm not patting myself on the back right here. You but what do you always tell me about my AEW you, predictions?
1: You you predicted most of what was what's happening right now. You've you've said since day one you talked about Cracks in the wall, cracks in the foundation. You have projected things where I have said to you, boy, wait, well, hold on. Pump the brakes a little bit. These are pretty high projections. And you've, and they've, and they've, you're the one that said, dude, they're going to start filling arenas. You were the one that said, they're going to start drawing over a million. You predicted the things that we're seeing from AEW right now. I don't know if you thought it was going to happen as quickly as it did, but it has happened. And, and the other and- thing I'll go ahead. No, you go. No, and the other the other thing I want to ask you as well, Bully, when it comes to AEW and NXT is when I ask you about did you think they would win? Did you think it was going to happen that quick? And you and you also talked about that that moment when he called it a pissant company as that that was a definitive, you know, flag in the sand as far as the rallying cry for AEW and its fan base. Do you think if it wasn't for that head-to-head Wednesday night war that
2: AEW would be as big as they are right now? That's a hard one, but the competition fuels people. And I think I mean we we've, we've seen how competition fuels Vince McMahon. I know the competition fuels Tony Khan. I listened to I listened to Tony last week on our show. I think when you and Mark were talking about him, and he was talking about the insane life and pace that Heyman kept up when he was running ECW. Do you remember that conversation? Yes. Yes, I think Tony is looking to be the next Paul when it comes to that insane lifestyle, that insane, insane pace, that burning the candle at both ends. I think that Tony, being an ECW fan since he's twelve years old and hearing all the stories about Paul, wants to be the next Paul. He wants to be the next Paul in terms of work ethic. He wants to be the first Tony Khan who did it the Paul Heyman way, but fixed the mistakes that Paul made along the way.
1: Yeah, because they, they have the money and the finances to be able to do that. All right, one last question before we, we take a break. Do you think that the WWE, by putting NXT up against AEW, especially with the comment they made after week one where they said, this is a marathon, not a sprint, did they think that they might have
2: been able to kill AEW before it reached the point that it is right now? They tried to block it. That's why I gave the chess comparison. It was a defensive chess move. But if you really know how to play chess, you can maneuver your pieces in a way that no matter what block is on the table, you can overcome it. This was a... You see, this wave is the same wave as AEW, as ECW. I, I don't think the WWE realized it. If you remember... Back in the day on Monday Night Raw, there were ECW chants in the arena. Pre-pandemic, AEW chants started. Yes. They should have realized right then and there, holy shit, history is repeating itself like it always does in the wrestling business. Oh, Sir, the business every, is yes. cyclical. Yep. Everybody. Yep. The minute those AEW chants, they should have said to themselves, all right, uh, the only company in history that fans have ever chanted the letters of at Monday Night Raw is ECW. 25, 30 years later, now they're chanting AEW. Houston, we have a problem. How the fuck you did not realize that is beyond me. It's a real problem. No, and, and whether this problem is, um, holds any water in anybody's uh, eyes or is valid, somebody should have said, hey, boss, uh, you know, they're starting to chant those letters again. So what? Well, history's repeating itself. And there's 20,000 fucking people in Queens tonight. You don't think that's a big deal? It's huge. There is no way that WWE is stopping this tidal wave that is AEW. And I'm sure that there are other people out there with other opinions about, oh, give them a year or in two years this is going to happen. Yeah, that can always happen. But as of this show, right now, AEW is doing something that no other wrestling company on its own other than WCW has been able to do. And that's put a boatload of people in an arena.
1: It's happening. It's happening give tonight. I don't a re-
2: even think W. You, WCW give me a reason even- why. Go
1: ahead. Give sorry. me a
2: reason why. If you were in front of a judge right now and you're an attorney, give me a, an argument or a reason why, as of today, AEW should or will fail. I can't. Because the one-
1: only thing, the only thing I can bring up. Is like you said, things from the past, but Tony Khan is smart enough, because business savvy enough, and has the finances that a lot of those mistakes from the past shouldn't repeat itself with AEW. So there's Tony, nothing right now, yeah. That there's nothing right now, definitively, that I could say to a judge, this is why AEW is gonna fail. Nothing. Think about it. The, the show has not even been on, Bully, for two years. It's not even. I, I told my brother that last week. He couldn't believe it. He's like, What are you talking about? There's 15,000 fans at, at this arena. And I go, Don, I go, Don, this show hasn't even been on for two
2: years. At one time, Raw only did a 1.35 or a 1.4 or whatever their lowest numbers take raw's lowest number after they were on for only two years and were still moving out of the manhattan center use that as your barometer and then they were doing sevens in the attitude era if raw could do it why can't aew dynamite do it why can't anybody do it who has talent money and TV. And Lord knows that Tony has his the money to buy his way through problems and now do something to Vince McMahon that nobody since Eric Bischoff and Ted Turner has been offered to do. Compete for talent with money. Vince wants to give you 100,000, I'll give you 101,000 and 49% input into your character. It's a no-brainer for a wrestler these days. It's no
1: and 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 bully Think about it. A little over three years ago, just a little over three years ago, you and I were doing handstands doing this show saying, oh, my God, there is going to be a wrestling show in the States outside of the WWE that sold out a a building that holds 10,000 people. We're like, holy shit. We haven't seen this in 20 years. Now we're talking about a show in WWE's backyard in New York City—that's gonna have over twenty thousand fans—and doesn't have the WWE connected to it. This is historic. I know it's—I know we throw around that word a lot, but what we're gonna see tonight in Queens, to me, is historic. Bully.
2: Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast.
1: Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for Sirius XM. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. The longest
0: field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone.